Fagnato. Bobby Orr. Behind the net to Sanderson. To Orr! Bobby Orr! Scores in the Boston Bruins! And won the Stanley Cup! And Bork with it now. Fires! Scores! Ray Bork off the faceoff! Drill it by Bratheon to make it 3-2. Quig Lucic. Top of the circle. Horton. The drive. Scores! The Bruins! Knock out the three What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Dump and Change Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Galveo, as always. And guys, we are three and oh, a little California suite to get the first road trip of the year going. Um, and man, you could have not asked for a better California trip. Um, you know, going three and oh, beating um, you know, San Jose, uh, LA, and Anaheim. Uh, in the process, there is still one more game in the road trip against Chicago, but California wise, you went in there, um, you know, it's never easy. I know the Sharks and Ducks, um, you know, are not the greatest of teams, but, um, you know, anytime you can go on that California West Coast swing and, um, you know, take three or three is, um, you know, six points, um, you know, that's, that's, that's all you can ask for, you know, um, being able to go there and, and take six points was huge. Um, you know, especially cause like I said, it's always hard when you go there, no matter how good or bad those teams are. Um, you know, obviously San Jose, um, you get the big three, one win, um, you know, they're kind of a team that's, you know, a bottom feeder, um, you know, they're in the middle of a rebuild and, um, then you're able to get the win against LA, which is, you know, LA is a team that's, uh, you know, looking to make the playoffs again and, um, you know, trying to push for, um, you know, the, those top three spots in the division and, you know, possibly a division title. Um, and then you, you know, get that, uh, that last win against Anaheim, which, um, you know, coming off a of back-to-back, uh, you know, even though Anaheim's not uh, really a great team, um, you know, they're, they're another team that's probably going to be, um, you know, towards the bottom of the standings. Um, but being able to get a win against them, you know, off a of back-to-back against LA the night before, um, is another big win. So, I mean, when you look at this, you know, road trip, um, obviously it's successful cause you get the six points. Um, but, uh, it's just, you know, the team didn't always look great on this road trip. You know, San Jose was a little bit of a sleepy game yesterday. Anaheim, it felt like it took them a little bit to, to get, to really get engaged, um, in that one. And then I thought they played, um, you know, they played well against, uh, you know, LA, um, you know, a good team in LA, but, um, you know, it wasn't always pretty on this road trip, but, uh, the fact that you're able to get, uh, six points is huge. And, um, you know, it, it goes a long way in the standings, um, you know, especially, um, being able to bank all these points in, in the beginning of the season goes a long way once the season gets harder and, you know, the schedule in March is tough with you, you know, playing every, uh, every other night seemingly. And, um, you know, th- this road trip is for sure going to go a long way. So um, let's, let's break this all down. Um, you know, we'll start, uh, you know, we'll go game by game and just kind of, you know, touch on some of the key points 
um, throughout this road trip. So first of all, um, you know, uh, game on, you know, f- game on Thursday against San Jose after a five, uh, a five day delay, uh, you know, in between games, uh, you know, the last time you had played was against Nashville on the 14th. Um, so here you are on, on, on the 19th against San Jose. So um, it was a little bit of a, a sleepy game um, at times. Wasn't really anything um wasn't really any any excitement right out of the gate which um you know like I said you know you had the a long layoff in between games so something like this was probably bound to happen um and you know it's it's what you saw um out of this one but um some of the big ones was pasta um you know gets his fourth goal um in three games um so it's nice to see him uh you know continuing a hot start. And it's nice to see him, you know, putting up points, you know, now that he's not with, uh, you know, Bergeron and, and Krejci, he's not playing with those uh, playmaking centers. Um, it's nice to see him that the success is still there. Um, you know, he's still able to be an offensive uh, force, put the puck in the back of the net. He's continuing really right where he left off um, at the end of last season. Um, you know, so it's nice to see him continuing his offensive prowess and, um, you know, being able to, uh, you know, score goals, um, you know, like he did last season. So um, good on him. It, it's it's great to see him, uh, you know, continuing to put the puck in the back of the net and he's able to do that against the Sharks and continue that. Um, so that's huge. Um, you love to see it. it. It's just so hard. I think I've talked about this before the, the last two episodes, but it's so hard to to stop this guy. I mean, he is a, he is really solidified himself as a legitimate superstar in the NHL. And, um, you know, his play um, so far this season has just added to that, obviously with the, uh, with the big contract that he signed and, you know, um, he's continuing to live up to the hype. It's so wild that he was drafted so late in the first round in his draft. And um, now you're seeing what he's been able to do. And, um, you know, last season scoring 60 plus and, um, this season, you know, well on his way to having, um, you know, hopefully another 50 goal season. Um, so it's been really great to see pasta continuing his success. And, um, you know, I think this is just, um, you know, just the surface for him and, you know, he'll be able to, uh, you know, continue, uh, his offensive, um, dominance, uh, in the NHL. And, um, you know, it's nice to see him, uh, you know, continue at, continue that at the beginning of this year. So, um, kudos to him for, uh, you know, continuing his, uh, a great start to the season. Um, you know, another guy that had a, uh, um, you know, a big game and, um, continuing success is, is JVR James Van Reemsdyke with another goal in, in this one. Um, you know, another, uh, another JVR type goal, you know, he had, really two of those against Nashville with the tip. And then um, that greasy one in front of the net that went off of Dante Fabro. And then he followed it up with, a, uh, with another goal, um, you know, getting right in front of the net, right in front of Capo Kakinen um, and able to jam one past him. So um, again, that's exactly what you've signed uh, JVR to do is that's his home. That's his bread and butter is in front of the net. Um, being able to tip pucks, um, you know, getting greasy ones, banging ones home. Um, you know, that's what he does and that's what you signed him for. And honestly, he's probably now through this, through these first five, um, you know, handful of games of the season, he's got to be one of the best bargains in free agency, really. I mean, he's got three goals on the year. 
Um, you know, I, I think it took him what I think it took him probably was it 10 games last year against Philly to get uh with Philly to get uh to get three goals. I I, I know he, he's scored three and obviously, you know, four three games with the Bruins, he's got three goals already, um, you know, dating back to that Sharks game. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he was, he had three goals at this point of the season with Philly last year. I think it took him at least 10, uh, to get to that mark, maybe a little bit less, but right around that mark, um, with Philly, but, uh, man, that's what you signed him for. You know, you, he's a, he's a veteran presence, able to put the puck in the net right around the, the front of the net, the greasy areas. Um, you know, and he's showed that with all three of his goals have been, uh, pretty similar. So it's been nice to see JVR get going, um, and honestly, if he continues this and, you know, he's able to pot you 20, 25 goals, honestly, that's, that's a huge bargain A 20, 25 goal score at a million dollars is, um, a huge, huge bargain. And he's certainly, um, you know, showed to be one of those big bargains, um, you know, so far this year in, in free agency and he's delivered. So, uh, you know, Don Sweeney's got to be patting himself on the back here, uh, for that signing. And, um, you know, I know as a Bruins fan, it's been, you know, great to see JVR. I was pumped when they signed him. Um, and uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, figure, you know, obviously he's slower now. He's not, um, you know, he's not the JVR of, you know, five, six, seven years ago, but, um, he's still a guy that can be effective and, you know, in front of the net, you know, he doesn't have to be the quickest guy because most of his damage is going to come from right in front of the net, the top of the crease, um, jamming pucks in. And, you know, that's what he's been able to do so far this season. All three goals have been, have been very similar. So you've seen that he's still effective in front of the net and he's still able to do that. So, um, it's been good to, uh, you know, to see him get going and, um, you know, score goals and, you know, that's what you signed him for. And, that's what he's been doing so far this year. So it's been nice to, uh, to see that. So, um, you know, credit to JVR, um, you know, with, with, uh, you know, being able to still be effective. Um, another guy that I, that I wanted to touch upon was, uh, Pavel Zaka. Um, this is a guy that obviously he's been, um, a little bit snake bitten offensively this year, but I, you know, I really think he's been effective defensively and, um, you know, even on the faceoff dot as well. Um, a guy like Pavel Zaka, you know, he made a really big play on a, um, you know, early on in that game where he was able to, uh, you know, it almost looked like a little bit of uh, shades of Patrice Bergeron there, the way he was able to back check and stop a two on one um, early in, in the game against the Sharks. Um, and, you know, I, I really think he's been very solid defensively for this Bruins team. Obviously, the offense hasn't really come. But, um, you know, I think that's honestly, it's on its way. Um, it, it's so close. I feel like he's so close to finally breaking that seal. And, um, you know, it, it's it, it's it sucks to not see him score. And, you know, he wants to provide offense. You know, he wants to provide offensively. But, man, I mean, honestly, like I'll take the defensive play I've seen from Pavel Zaka so far. And, um, you know, I, I think he's been able to also make plays, generate plays. Um, you know, you saw it in the first two games um, and it's continued on this West coast swing. And I think oh, you're really hoping it's going to be close to him because you could definitely see that it's uh, it's, it's for sure frustrating, but man, it's um, I feel like it's real, real close for Zaka. And um, you know, it's, 
one of those things where you really feel for the guy, but man, I've loved his play. Um, you know, it, you know, it, it, they say, you know, if, if it's not going in for you, um, you know, what are you doing defensively? Um, you know, what are you doing without the puck? Um, is big and Zaka's, I, I think he's done a lot without the puck, um, you know, face off wise, defensive wise, um, and even being able to make plays offensively, even though you're not getting on the score sheet. Um, I think he's been effective that way as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to him to being able to, you know, finally find the back of the net and, and put up numbers offensively. Um, I think that's real close, but again, I really like what I've seen from Zaka. Um, I think he's been huge. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's coming along, it's coming along for Zaka. So, um, yeah, not really much else to say from that Sharks game. Um, aside from, we had a Joe Thornton uh, sighting, we did have a Joe Thornton sighting. Um, it's so funny because he's, he's always around the Sharks, it seems. And, um, you know, he hasn't filed his, uh, he hasn't filed his retirement papers yet, um, so I feel like he's just itching to get back in the game. It just seems like Joe Thornton is just a hockey lifer and he really doesn't know what to do with himself outside, um, you know, outside the game. So it's, it's just always so funny about, you know, he's always around the rink it seems. And um, you know, he's always one of those guys that's uh, you know, just itching to get back in and um, you know, even at like, he's gotta be what, like 43, 44 years old at this point. Um it feels seems like he's uh he seems like he's still waiting for uh for a deal coming his way. But um man, what a guy, what a guy, Joe Thornton. I just wanted to touch upon that as well. So um definitely one of those things where it's uh it's nice to always see Joe Thornton um in the building because he's you know he's got he's he's just everything you hear from him is he's the 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 greatest guy, the nicest guy. Um so it's really cool to to always see him around the rink. So um other than that, I think that's about it for the uh for the Sharks game here. I don't think there's um, you know, there wasn't too much to really go over in this one. So it's um, you know, again, nice to see um, you know, them get the 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 dub uh, early on in this uh, road trip. Then secondly, you had a big um you had a big uh big game against the Kings. Now, going into this road trip, I really figured that the Kings game was probably going to be the hardest of the three, just because the Kings are the best of the three. Um, and they're just, you know, a team that's really um, on the rise and, you know, they've gone through a little bit of a rebuild. They've gotten younger, they've drafted pretty well. Um, and now they're kind of, uh, you know, looking to make that next step. You know, they got some veterans on that team, you know, they got Kopitar, they got Dowdy still. Um, so they got some, they got a little bit of that core, um, you know, from those early, uh, you know, Stanley Cup champions uh, championships um, some years back. So uh, they're they're on the rise. They're looking to, to win. And, um, you know, I, that's why I figured, you know, this was going to be the hardest uh, of the three games to, um, you know, for the Bruins, um, you know, just because of where the Kings are um, and where the Kings are looking to go this season. So, um, again, pasta on the board. Um, like I said, fantastic to see him continue. Um, so he gets on the board again uh, for his fifth goal of the season in uh, fifth goal in four games. So uh, again, pasta's pasta was huge. Um, you know, the first two games in Boston and he's um, picked up right where he's left off um, on this road trip. So again, a huge pasta uh, pasta goal there. 
Um, the big one, the big name was Brad Marchand. Um, you're really looking to see him get going offensively. I know it's been a little bit of a, uh, of a slow start to the season for him, um, on the offensive side, but you were looking for really that big Marshawn game, that statement game from him early this season. And you got it in LA two goals, one assist. Um, you know, this was really the Brad Marshawn game. Um, of the season, you know, where he really took over and, you know, he put the team on his back and scored two goals and, you know, had the assist as well. So a, th- a good three point night for Brad Marchand. And, you know, it was, it was coming, you know, he, uh, he, he wants to provide for this team constantly. And obviously this year with the, the added pressure of the C, um, you know, it looked like, you know, you could definitely see that he was looking to, you know, really, uh, take it up a notch offensively and really break that, uh, um, you know, really break that uh, that seal offensively and, and and open the floodgates for him. So it was really good to see him in this game. I thought he played really well. It was a typical Brad Marshawn game. Um, you know, mixing it up with the with the Kings uh, with the Kings bench as well. Um, I think he told him to fuck off at one point. So it was uh, honestly good to see that. Um, you know, it, it, he was very engaged the entire game, um, and it was nice to see the offense finally come his way. So uh, good on Brad Marchand, um, you know, a, a big win in, in a game that the, you know, the Bruins really needed their best players to step up because, you know, so far this year, a, a lot of what you've seen is the Bruins bottom six guys, the bottom, the bottom six has been huge. You know, that fourth line, that third line, um, you know, they've been huge for this team so far. And you're really looking for um, other guys in that top six to really step up outside of uh, pasta so far this year. So, um, you know, this was a game where the Bruins top six really uh, played well, you know, uh, pasta was in there um, with the goal Marsh on with a three point night. Um, so it was big. It was nice to see the Bruins, uh, you know, top six really get in the mix here offensively and, and really lead this team um, because they were without, uh, they were without uh, Jake DeBrusque in this one after he missed a team meeting. Um, and he was a scratch uh, by uh, Jim Montgomery, which there was a lot of of talk about this. And listen, you know, there's rules uh, to the team. You know, you, you hear about the Bruins culture all the time and what Zidane Ochar and Patrice Bergeron really established here. And it's um, honestly just, you know, uh, one of those things where, listen, there is a clear set of rules. It's laid out every before every season. The players know what's expected of them. And this has been something that's, um, you know, been a part of this franchise, you know, throughout its hundred year history, but especially when uh, in recent history, when, you know, Zidane Char and Patrice Bergeron were the leaders of this, uh, of this team, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it's something that, um, you know, everybody knows what's expected of them. And, um, you know, if, if you go against it, you're going to you're going to deal with the consequences. And that's, uh, you know, getting a scratch. So credit to Jim Montgomery on following on, on following through with that. I think, um, you know, it's not always the easiest when um, it's not always the easiest when, you know, you're you're a coach and you're put in a situation where one of your better players and you're one of your you know top six forwards um is in that type of a situation you have to hand out discipline and i think montgomery did a did a great job with that um you know i think uh you know scratching him was was the right choice and you know i i fully give credit to him now there's people saying you know 
oh, is this going to affect, uh, you know, DeBrusque and his contract talks with the with Sweeney going forward? No, I, I really don't think so. I think it's just one of those things where, hey, the player, he took ownership of it. Um, you know, he, you know, he was in the media scrum and, you know, before the game in Anaheim and, you know, he took full, full ownership and he knew that, Hey, this is what happens when you, you know, break the rules. And, um, you know, when you go, when, when you go against, uh, you know, team rules, this is what's going to happen. You got to face the consequences and, um, listen, he, he's fully aware and of what he did and understanding and, you know, he takes complete ownership and that's what you, you know, that's what you like to see from DeBrusque. It's exactly what you want to hear. And um, it was, it was good on him to, you know, take the accountability, but hopefully it doesn't happen again going forward. You don't really want to see that. I mean, uh, I know we've seen that with Sagan, uh, Tyler Sagan back in the day, I think it was back in 2013 when he missed the team breakfast and he was a scratch in Winnipeg. Um, So similar to what, uh, you know, to what happened with uh, DeBrusque here, but Hey, listen, that's what happens. He know he he knows what happens. He took ownership and uh, you move on. So I don't think this is really going to have any effect of his future as a Bruin or whether he's going to get traded or or he's not going to get signed. He's not going to get resigned or or whatnot. I I really don't think that has anything to do with uh you know with with this situation. I think the player knows what he did. The coach handed the discipline and um you move on. So he missed the game against L.A. Listen, they still got the win and. Uh, you move on and, and, and he played in Anaheim, uh, the night after. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really think, um, you know, I, I don't really think this has any effect. Um, you know, this has any effect on, on his future with the team or, or what happens contract wise going forward. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much about it, um, with that situation. I don't think it's, I mean, I know people made a huge deal and, you know, everyone's speculating, uh, you know, is it going to affect them? Is it this, is it that? And, you know, everybody, but listen, yes, you don't want your, your, your top players. He's a leader. He shouldn't do that. And he dealt with the consequences. So, um, you know, I, I think that's about it. And, um, you know, that's, you, you move on from the situation, you know, um, but, uh, Morgan Geeky, who's been playing some top, top six minutes, finally gets his first goal as a Bruin. So that was good to see in this one. Um, it's been a little bit of a slower start for for Geeky. So um, this was certainly a uh, a game um, where you love, you love to see him, obviously against a, a good opponent in L.A. For him to get the his first one is, is huge because, um, you know, like I said, it's been a bit of a slow start for Geeky. I think he's still finding his footing. I do think he's he is a big asset for this team. Um, I think once he finds his footing and you know once he's able to uh, you know really cement himself in the lineup and 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 find his role, uh, I think he's going to be a, a uh, I think honestly he's going to be a really big uh, asset to this team. So certainly um, you know certainly I, I it was nice to see him get on the board and you know I, I'm sure that's a big monkey off his back because you know he he came in here he wanted to play a bigger role and. He's been given some top six minutes as of late and, um, you know, being able to provide offensively and, and, and getting him on the board was certainly huge. So um, love to see that from Morgan geeky. So I'm definitely happy for the kid uh, for sure. Also is Pavel Zaka got an assist in this one gets his first point. So good in him, uh, you know, getting on the board here. And then of course, uh, Jeremy Swayman standing tall against LA. Um, listen, the goaltending, you know, even though even Olmark last uh, even Olmark against uh, against Anaheim, uh, Anaheim on Sunday night, 
The goaltending has been unbelievable this year. And we knew that was going to be a strength of this team uh, this season. You know, obviously the, they took a little bit of a hit offensively with some of the guys that they lost defensively. They're still very solid. Um, but you knew the defense and the goaltending was going to really what, – what is what was going to carry this team. And you've seen that through these first five games of the season. The goaltending has been unbelievable. Um, they allow one game in game one uh, – in game first game against Chicago, they let in one. Second game against Nashville – they allow two third game against San Jose. It's one goal um, against LA. It's two. And then against Anaheim, it's uh, it's one goal. They, they haven't allowed any, any more than two so far through five games. But I mean, the saves that these saves that these guys are making, Jeremy Swam again, came up with a number of big saves uh, against the Kings. And then Allmark played lights out uh, against Anaheim really kept them in the game. Um, on Sunday for the, for the majority of it until they ended up scoring. But uh, the goaltending, you really can't say enough about these two guys. It's so great as a Bruins fan to be able to look to look at your goaltending night in and night out, no matter who's in net. You know you have a chance to win with one of those guys. You know, you know, you know those are two top five goalies in the league right now. Um, honestly, like they they did it last year. They proved it last year. They're proving it again this year. Um, these two are legit. And if you're a team that's looking to be going the playoffs, looking to make a run, um, you know, really looking to make some noise, it's imperative that you have two goalies that can give you a chance to win night in and night out and can, and can save your bacon, um, you know, when need to can make those, um, you know, those saves that not only they have to make, but the saves that, you know, maybe they, 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 not every, not everyone can make saves that they, that, you know, not every goalie can make, um, you know, they're, they're able to, to make those stops, the ones that they have to, and, and the ones that they have to, to, uh, to save the, the ass of the forwards or the, or the D, um, you know, so it, it's so nice to, um, we're so fortunate to be able to watch those two play in net. And, um, you know, it's been more of the same this year. You know, uh, I think a lot of people thought maybe last year was a bit of a fluke. You know, the team in front of them were really good. And um, but they've proven that it's it's certainly them. They are very, very good. And um, it's so great. And we're so fortunate to be able to watch, um, you know, the two of those guys play. So um, they've been unbelievable. And on this road trip, again, they were they were massive. They were massive for this team. Um, so I mean, credit to Jeremy Swayman and, and Linus Allmark. They've been they've been huge for this team and they're gonna be huge for this team going forward. Um, absolutely. And then before this game, we had some injury, um, injury news, you know, Derek Forbert and uh Milan Lucic uh both dealing with uh with some Knicks. Um, you know, that uh, you know, Jim Montgomery had said that there's uh, you know, some guys just dealing with some um, you know, some, some bruises, some nicks. Um, so, you know, Lucic took, uh, took warm up against LA and, and limped off the ice. So it seems like he's, um, you know, dealing with a little something. And I think, um, the same for Forbert haven't heard any injury updates as of yet. So, uh, still looking on that. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to be back in the lineup sooner rather than later, because, uh, Lucic has been really effective when he's been on the ice this year. And, um, you know, same with, Derek Forbert, you know, he was, uh, he was huge as well. So 
Um, you know, it's nice to see, uh, you know, Forbert, um, you know, playing well, got a couple of assists against the Kings, um, you know, but then, uh, you know, didn't play last night, uh, didn't play against Anaheim on Sunday. Um, so hopefully he's been able to get, he'll be able to get back in the lineup as well. So, um, you know, that's just, uh, some injury news on, on the injury front for the Bruins. So hopefully those two guys are, are able to get back, um, and then we had the Anaheim Ducks game uh, on Sunday night. And this one was a bit of a snooze fest. I'm not going to lie. Through the first two periods, really not much uh, created offensively, really for either team. Um, I mean, you had some opportunities on, on Anaheim's side. Uh, that old mark, like I said, was able to make some really huge stops early on in this game and, um, you know, and keeping this, uh, keeping this Ducks team off the board. But, yeah, bit of a snooze fest early on, so um, it was nice to uh, finally open up the gates in the third period. Um, you know, Mason McTavish gets one um, for the Ducks, and then followed up by not a uh, none other than Matt Patra burying his first NHL goal, but not only his first, his first and second NHL goal. So he got the game time goal, the uh, the game time goal for his, for his first one, and then he got the GWG, the game winner on his second goal. This kid took over that late part of the third period, put the team on his back, scores a couple goals. Good night, Jim Kite. See you. See you later, Matt Patra. I mean, this was the Matt Patra game. This was the Matt Potra game of this season. You know, you look at this kid through five games. He's been unbelievable. He's been so good. He's been nails. San Jose, he was a a bit quiet. Um, LA, you know, nothing too crazy. San Jose was definitely a bit quiet. Um, But then he turns it on against Anaheim. And man, let me tell you, if he's, I mean, if not, if he's going to stay, there's no way he's going back to Guelph at this point. But if there was any doubts in the Bruins front office about Matt Potter, I think all was clear and all was all doubts were wiped out after uh, the game on Sunday against Anaheim, because the way he played in that game and the goals like people like I I've even heard a lot of, you know, Bruins fans saying and, um, you know, even the Twitter heads as well that, you know, the goals weren't the flashiest of goals either. He was just at the right place at the right time and he buried the goal. And that's all you can ask for. Um, you know, for a 19 year old kid like Matt Patra, that's what you want. You want him to bury goals when he, when he has the opportunities to, um, and he did that on Sunday. Um, so credit to him. Um, you know, he's been playing his balls off through five games. I don't think there's any reason why you would send him back down to Guelph at this point. I just don't know why you would. He's been effective, um, not only offensively, but, you know, defensively, um, you know, he, you can see he's got just his, his hockey IQ is off the charts, off the charts, uh, offensively. Um, you know, the guy's able to create chances. He's able to, um, you know, his vision is in, is in, is amazing in the offensive zone. And, you know, just watching him play, he seems like just such a natural. And it's amazing, amazing to watch this kid play hockey. I mean, he had a huge year last year against Guelph. He had, what, 95 points? 
in like 63 games. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to do that this year, but listen, this kid has been unbelievable. He's, I think, more than earned his role here with the Bruins. And I really don't think there is any, any reason why he should go back to junior. No reason whatsoever while why Matt Potter should should be in junior, um, you know, past these nine this nine game uh look in, in, in with with the Bruins. I, I just don't see um I just don't see how you can send a kid like Matt Potter down the way he's played. It's it's unbelievable. And and the game against Anaheim solidified it. Um, you know, it, it certainly, certainly solidified his 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 spot in the lineup. And I, I just don't think there's any way that if you're the Bruins front office and you're Don Sweeney that, uh, you know, this kid should go back to wealth. Um, I, I just, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that he's going back down, especially after the game against Anaheim. I mean, this kid is legit. He is special. Um, I know a lot of people are already throwing the Bergeron comparisons. Going to pump the brakes on that for right now. But, um, man, you can see it. He, he is special. He's certainly got something about him. He's got this swag about him. Um, and he's, he's certainly, he's, uh, he's very, very special. And I think he's going to be really good. He's going to be a big, uh, he's going to be a big reason why the, it, you know, why this team can succeed this year. So, um, I'm excited what he's, what he's going to be able to do going forward. I think finally getting his first, uh, NHL goal and his first two NHL goals out of the way is certainly going to relax him, you know, even that much more. And I think you're going to see him playing a lot looser. So I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do with this. You know, I think he's going to be, um, I, I think he's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome for this team. You can already see, um, you know, you can already see how how effective he could be uh, for this Bruins team. So um, I loved it. I loved seeing him, uh, Matt Patra, um, you know, bury those two goals and and really solidify his spot. So where were you when Matt Patra buried two goals? Where were you for the Bruins, Matty Patra game? I'll tell you, I was sitting on my couch watching that. Uh, this kid's 19. I'm 28. Um, you know, I, I wish I had half the skill that he does because uh, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So, uh, but credit to Matt Potra. Well-deserved. Um, love to see this kid get on the board. So um, don't think uh, if you're Guelph, I'm sorry. You're not getting him back. He's ours to keep. He's the Bruins to keep. So uh, I think he's played his last game in junior for sure. Um, so that solidified the Bruins uh, three and three California's uh, California sweep. Um, they now play Chicago um, tonight, which this episode drops Wednesday. So uh, Tuesday. So they will be playing Chicago um, tonight. And then they got Anaheim Thursday and Detroit on Saturday. Let me tell you, Detroit, the Yeiser plan is in full effect. They have been absolutely surprising. They're five and one uh, right now. They're right on the uh, the Bruins' asses in the uh, in the Atlantic Division standings with ten points through six games. So, man, Detroit, they have been certainly a surprise in the NHL um, to start the season. It looks like Steve Eiserman's plan is certainly starting to work out for him. So. Um, they're dangerous, man. They are a dangerous team. They got some real good young, uh, young players on that team that can certainly make a, a huge difference. And uh, like Mo Sider, like Alex DeBrinket, like Dylan Larkin, like Lu- Lucas Raymond, um, this team is this team looks like they could be legit. So 
Um, that's going to be a huge test at the Garden. Um, an original six matchup. They will be wearing those third jerseys, I believe, which are going to be awesome. That's going to be a great jersey matchup, honestly, with those uh, Red Wing red jerseys and and the Bruins uh, cream third jerseys, the old uh, the old school style. Um, that's going to be a great jersey matchup. So looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, but three pretty big games. You got Bedard uh, in Chicago and in the Blackhawks on on uh on tuesday night then you got anaheim at home um you know really short turnaround from you playing them on sunday so we'll see uh we'll see them in town on thursday and then like i said finishing that up um the weekend up with detroit on saturday um again uh as you're listening to this it is super tuesday in the nhl 16 games every team is playing espn is doing the frozen frenzy kind of like a red zone style um, I'm really interested to see how that's going to work out um, and interested to see, you know, what, what, what they're going to produce. Um, you know, with that, I'm really excited as a hockey nerd. Um, I don't think there's anything better than every single team playing and the way they staggered the games. It starts from six o'clock all the way to 11, which is the, the last game at uh, Philly in uh, Vegas um, at 11 o'clock. So they staggered it. 15 minutes so you get all these games on um and you're able to go back and forth i think espn's plan is to show you know power plays and um every goal and 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 whatnot so they are uh i'm really excited uh as i'm sure uh if you're listening you're uh excited as well so this is going to be a super this super tuesday this uh and this is uh red zone style so this is certainly going to be uh, be interesting. So I am jacked up for for tonight and to be able to just sit on my couch from six o'clock to uh, God knows what time, probably one, two o'clock in the morning and just being able to watch hockey all night and um, obviously watch the Bruins and uh, they will be uh, one of the ESPN games. So that'll be good to see. And yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, this is amazing um, by the NHL to be able to do this and um, you know, to, you know, I, I think this is another opportunity to engage fans in, in the game and maybe people that aren't fans right now will, will certainly, um, you know, tune in and, um, you know, see this style format, you know, this doesn't happen every night, but, uh, yeah, every once in a while, it's, uh, it's certainly cool to see, um, you know, every team in the league play and the way they staggered it, the scheduling is, um, is perfect. So, um, good on the NHL. This is what we want. We want more eyes on the game. And um, the more eyes we can get on the game, the more fans we can grow and the more we can grow this game and uh, this beautiful game that we have. And um, I think Tuesday is going to be a, a nice step going forward to, um, you know, being able to see, um, you know, where this league can go. And, and this is going to be huge. So I'm pumped. Uh, I know you guys are pumped. So I'm going to let you go now. Um Bruins uh, sweep the California trip. Uh, they go to five zero and zero on the season. First in the Atlantic at ten points, and um, you know, big week ahead. Um, you know, some really good matchups uh, to come. So go bees, baby. Go bees. Five zero and zero. Love to see it. Um, let's make it six on on Tuesday, and uh, let's have ourselves a week. Go bees, baby. <laughs>